there. I am Felicity Harley, the host of this potty called Healthy-ish from Body and Soul. Do you sometimes get stuck in your own head? Oh, we all do, don't we? Where you ruminate on a problem, a story that perhaps is something you've made up anyway and then started to believe. It can be really hard to break the cycle, to stop those thoughts. Well, Susan Purse is going to help us today to get out of our own heads. She's a business thought leader, a leadership coach, a speaker and author of many books. Her new one is called Spiritually Loose. Now, as you know, we keep these healthy episodes short. So if you want my full chat with Susan, where she tells us what Spiritually Loose means exactly, just search for Extra healthy wherever you get your podcasts. Susan, thank you for joining us on Healthish. Great to be here. And I should say, well done on your book. I, I absolutely love the name. That's what got me in, listeners. When I saw this email come through about your book, I'm like, oh, let's get her on. Now, we're just <laughs> going to focus on one little bit of the book. We're talking about how to get out of your head. Tell me when you, a point in your life when you realized you had to get out of your brain, so to speak, and when you realized perhaps busy wasn't necessarily better. Mm, I think there was probably many signs like when I wore two different colour shoes to work one day, but the one that stands (laughs) out the most is what I call my fall to grace, um, where basically I was running around like a lot of us do, um, planning dinner, thinking about three things that had happened before and what I was just printing out, and I actually fell over in my own sort of house and I was sitting down there just thinking about all of that those things that I multitask, looking at a cut finger where I had, you know, chopped vegetables and my mind wasn't with it and just realised it's absolutely ridiculous. So that was my fall to grace to know I was stressed, busy, exhausted and nothing good comes from that. No, it's, it, it is a point, isn't it, when you just, it, when something small happens, it doesn't have to be, you know, this massive breakdown sometimes. It's just that really, that point, that small point when the mental load becomes too much. So how, I mean, let's talk about how we get in out of our head. You, t- you write about the importance of tapping into our senses. Mm. How the hell do we do this? Yes. Well, our senses are always in the present. So everything we see, everything we smell, everything we taste is always going to be in the present. So the senses are such a great gateway to get our mind there. So this is really just about seeing more, asking yourself, what can I hear right now? Grounding your feet on the floor, really getting into those sensory experiences. And probably every day I even just close my eyes and I just work through my five senses to get them really, you know, in tune and into the present moment. And the more you can connect to them throughout the day, the more you're going to train your mind to be present. Yeah. So do you feel the more you've done this, the easier it is to you know, come back into the present moment? Absolutely. So, you know, when you first start doing it, um, you bring your mind back and then it's disappeared about two seconds later. But with repetition, and this is a thing why it's really a mind training exercise, because with repetition, you can find that, you know, just feeling your feet on the floor can ground you in a conversation when your mind may have been diverting in 50 different directions. Actually, listeners, before we went on air, we just talked about how much it's been raising. Susan's in Brisbane, I'm in Sydney, and how we don't see the blue sky. And I've just felt more recently, I've mentioned this to my kids, just stand there and look up and enjoy that blue sky because, you know, I might not be there tomorrow. 
I think those two words, look up, um, if we could just incorporate that in our lives, it would be so amazing because you see people waiting to get their coffee and their heads down in their phone or, you know, you see people walking their heads down indicating that they're caught in a world of their own mind. The more we can look up and around us, the more we're going to be present. Actually, I was listening to another podcast. I can't even remember it. which one it was because I do listen to many podcasts but it was he talked about it was an expert talking about what he does first thing in the morning is walk outside and look up before he touches his phone I mean he obviously says hello to his family and I just thought that was a really beautiful thing to do every morning not that I've done it since but I like that idea it is good because um the, the way we spend the first 30 minutes of our day sets up the pathway for how our attention is going to travel the rest of the day. So if you are straight onto your phone, flicking through social media, you're basically setting up your brain to be jumping all over the place, you know, all through the day. What do you do in the morning? What are your daily habits? I do a few things. So every day I make sure I do something to clear my mind. So I meditate every day. I have done so for 25 years. It's taken all different forms when I had kids and, you know, they see your lap as something they want to jump on. So sometimes that meditation might be two or three minutes. Sometimes it's 30 minutes. So always clear my mind always move my body. Again, some days that's going to the gym or it's doing an hour of yoga. Other days it's doing two minutes of stretching. And then I always start my day off by planting some positive seed because, you know, again, we wake up and it's usually what days, what am I going to get done today? So I always plant a positive seed, which might be something I'm looking forward to that day or something I'm grateful for. Now, another thing you write about is in training your brain to be your best friend rather than your worst enemy. And we all know this. We talk to ourselves like we wouldn't talk to our best friend sometimes. How can we flip it to be our bestie in our head? Yeah, this is so important because what we don't realise is our brain is ultimately still the same brain that evolved at the very start of time and it's there for our survival. So it's constantly scanning for threats. So, you know, 70% of thoughts are initially negative and our brain's doing that all the time. So we deliberately need to look for the positives and it takes three positives to make up for one negative. And so just a little exercise that's really great to do is that every time you go, well, I'm no good at that, identify three things that you are good at or this thing went wrong at work today well what were three things that went right today and in that way you'll you know train your brain to be your greatest cheerleader not your greatest enemy oh i like that tip that's a great idea okay i'm saying something negative now let's say three positive things i mean give us some other just a few other things that you do maybe your favorite practices which you write about in the book to get out of your head and you know into the present moment obviously meditation's one what are some other things I think, um, you know, very early on, I realized that, you know, meditation alone, just a 20 minute sort of chunk wasn't going to cut it. And it's about bringing mindfulness into absolutely everything that you're doing. So one thing I love is mindful listening, because how often are we in a conversation, but our head is all over the place, thinking about how we're going to reply or what we're going to say next. So making sure that I listen very mindfully, making sure I walk mindfully. So, you know, that's things like just going well from the car to work or to the train station or wherever else you might be going to really feel your feet on the floor. Eating's the other classic that, you know, most of the time we're eating at our desk thinking about five other things and not really tasting what we're eating. So just bringing some presence to that. So none of those things take extra time and that's what's great about them. You just find things in your day and you bring more attention to them. And as you said before, it does you know, we just have to practice and practice and then it just becomes a habit. 
It absolutely does, like any habit. But I think, you know, initially you are going to observe just how busy your mind is. It's like the first time I did yoga, I couldn't believe how busy my brain was. But within days and definitely a week, you will see it slow down, but you just need to stick with it, just like we would if we were training for a marathon or any physical exercise. Absolutely. Susan, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you. If you do want more tips and tricks to get out of your own head, grab Susan's book. It is called Spiritually Loose, Uncover the Path to Your Divine Life. And it is out now. You can also jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au or follow us on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. And I guarantee that will also help you get out of your own head. Anyway, thank you for tuning into this chat. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, well, stay healthy-ish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Podcast from.